0: Congratulations L.A. Rams fans, you have discovered Ram Showcase. Tonight, the jersey numbers are in. We've got rookie and veteran number updates. Plus, the hit list has arrived. We talk your L.A. Rams schedule. And later, fan casels return. We answer your questions next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase. On Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool show to get into. Like I said, we've got jersey number updates for you guys, and some cool ones, some interesting ones, some some that I'm actually like kind of curious to see out there. You know, I know what we already know what they are, but it's like it's still cool to see them out there. We got our rookie numbers as well. We'll talk about the drafted rookie numbers, and then the hit list, as I like to call it. The schedule is out, and we will be breaking down the entire thing, all the way down. And we we'll, look we'll got some notes on it, uh, some quick transactions, and then we got your fan quesos on the other side. So we'll hop right in. But first, I wanted to just, I, this is just a little personal note. I came home from work today and discovered that my downstairs neighbors have moved out. So you know what that means? We can be as loud as we want to, and it's awesome, because uh, I'm just going to, like, <laughs> I better not just yell the entire time, uh, because then I'll get used to that, and then my, my new neighbors that move in downstairs will be like, oh, the apartment's great, but once a week on Wednesdays, that guy upstairs just yells about the LA Rams <laughs> in that room, <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe, we'll just, maybe we'll temper it a little bit, but at least today, oh, we're feeling good, oh, man, I'm excited, so uh, let's go ahead and hop in. Uh, uh Let's go ahead. We're going to start with transactions, okay? That's not something I normally do, but I feel like that's like the smallest news of the week. So we're going to go ahead and knock it right on out. Then we'll get into some other stuff. But it, it really, the only transaction that we have here is that the Rams did claim long snapper Matt Orzek off of waivers from the Tennessee Titans. The Packers also put in a claim for Mr. Orzek, but uh, the Rams had priority on the waiver wire. So they were awarded... Orzek, not the Green Bay Packers. Of course, we do know that the Rams' longtime long snapper, Jake McQuaid, is now a Dallas cowboy playing with Jeezy and Bones uh, with a star on his helmet. So, I mean, I'm happy for him out there, but I'm pretty bummed because I I like that guy. So, you know, Jake McQuaid, he was, he was the longest tenured Ram for, for a while. Not so much anymore. Now he's in Dallas uh the next day though after the Rams did claim Matt Orzek they did wave long snapper Colin Holba so one in one out long snappers uh it's not the the most riveting news in the universe but hey long snappers are people too and you might hear from Johnny such as on the the Rams schedule release video that punters are people too I want that shirt I don't know why I haven't gotten that yet. The one that he wore on on uh, Dude Perfect, back when the Rams were in St. Louis, and uh, him and Jeezy were kicking uh, kicking buckets with the dudes from Dude Perfect. That was a cool video, man. I remember that one came out, and it was like, because I'm also a Texas A&M fan, and then they did that one with, um, totally blanking on dude's name, I can picture his face, uh, that wide receiver out there, and uh, he ended up, he went to the Cardinals, I'm, it doesn't matter, I can't remember his name, but. It was really really cool because it was Texas A&M, it was the LA Rams, and it was like, man, I love these guys. These guys are awesome. It was a fun time for me. Uh, Let's talk about these uniform numbers. All right. So the numbers are in. And we'll start with the rookies, actually. The first pick for the LA Rams, wide receiver, Tutu Outwell. He will wear number 15. Not a normal number that we've seen for the LA Rams. This is actually... Uh, oh, man, who is the last one we saw in 15? Was it maybe Marquez, Bradley Marquez in 15? That might be the most recent one we've seen, but not a very common number for, for the Rams. Uh, but 2-2, two, two, we'll be rocking out 1-5. Uh, that's that's going to be pretty cool stuff. Uh, Ernest Jones, the next pick, he is going to be wearing number 50. So the, the number vacated by one Samson Abukam, my favorite 50 in LA Rams history, goes to Pisa Tinoisa Moa. Hawaii 5-0 was his nickname, and I loved that. But Ernest Jones now will be rocking that number. Bobby Brown the Third from Texas A&M. He was number five at Texas A&M as a defensive tackle, but he will be in 95 for the Rams. Uh, William Hayes is a big one that jumps out to me. I'm trying to think. I'm terrible at uh, just thinking I'm off the off the top of the dome here, but Robert Rochelle, the cornerback, you will be wearing number 31. I know that most f- people's favorite 31 for the Rams, at least in in my era, I'll be 30 here in a couple months, teardrop, but uh, the, the the favorite in, the, in my age range is the Adam Archuleta, but also, hey, I'm a Cortland Finnegan guy, man, his arc 31... Uh, his his program that he had his his nonprofit that he started it kind of sits a little bit close to my heart just because of my my work history but I always thought that was a, that was a good number thirty one looks very normal on a Rams uniform to me so I don't know what that does for Mister Rochelle but uh, hey maybe it'll work out Jacob Harris the tight end we he will be in number eighty seven I don't know why this makes perfect sense I, I it I saw that Harris was wearing 87. It's like, well, yeah, obviously, it was either that or 89. Like, yeah. but 89's taken, so we can't do that. Um, yeah, that was a uh, kind of interesting, an interesting thing that hit my brain. That uh, Harris in 87 is like, yeah, obviously, duh, like, you know. But I don't know if I'm the only one there, but uh, he will be rocking that 87. Ernest Brown the fourth. He will be wearing Michael Brocker's old number, that number 90 i don't know how i feel about this one yet uh you know maybe i'm just a little maybe i'm a little bit more attached to michael brockers than i originally thought because i saw that he was wearing number 90 and i was like "Ooh, too soon a little just a a little bit too soon uh the next one here is going to go to jake funk and i i you know this makes total sense he looks like a more athletic Chase Reynolds, and he's going to be wearing number 34. So, no real surprises there. That is the number that he wore at Maryland as a running back there. Ben Skoranek, he will be in number 81. So, the Tory Holt number or the Marty Gilliard number, whatever era you prefer. Uh, I'm going to go with the Holt one, though. Gilliard, I think, is a little, that's a little bit of a reach as far as a reference goes. But uh, Ben Skoranek, he is going to be wearing number 81. 81, I think, is a cursed number for the Rams because I think it's supposed to be retired by now. All right, Torrey Holt did some amazing things as a wide receiver from uh, for the St. Louis Rams at the time. It did some absolutely incredible things. Was a member of the greatest show on turf. One of the only members, the only one, one of the only big, like crucial members of that that. Uh, that group that's still waiting on a hall of fame bid but hopefully that'll happen very soon we're pulling for you Tory man come on get Tory in why is Tory not in honestly though honestly honestly and so that 81 i think is cursed everybody who's kind of had that since Tory Holt has just fallen flat and i i, I don't want to put that that bad juju over here on on Mr. Skoronic but I think it's worth noting that uh, everybody to wear 81 post tory Holt has kind of been trash. And I did say, in fairness, I did say that I don't think Ben Skarana is going to make this team. He is not a 53. Come on now, he's not a 53. Uh, and that no, no disrespect. And I hope he balls out. I hope that I'm wrong. Like you know, because it doesn't benefit me to be right. If the if he gets cut, what am I going to do? Like come on here. Pops a party poppers. But, yeah, I called it! Because it doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, and uh, Chris Garrett, the linebacker of the Rams' last pick in the draft, he will be in number 48. So nothing too crazy there. 48 feels like a... It, it feels like a number that he was kind of given. <laughs> it doesn't feel like he was like, yo, it was 48 open. <laughs> so uh, he will be rocking that 48 at the linebacker spot. Let's go to the veterans because we got some interesting ones. I'm going to start from uh, the bottom of my list. That doesn't mean anything to you guys. Linebacker Traven Howard, he is switching away from number 48 that now Chris Garrett is in. And he will be wearing number 32. So a linebacker in 32 already feels a touch weird. But, and this is not a shot at Howard, but I don't think that the buyout was probably, if, if if there was a buyout on those jerseys, the 48 Traven Howard jerseys, it was probably pretty small. I don't think there was, but if there was, it was probably pretty small. But Howard now will be in that 32. David Long Jr. is a cornerback. He has been rocking that 25 for, uh, he's what, third year now. So he's been rocking that, that 25. I think his rookie year in like training camp, he was a different number too. Uh, but he is now taking that number 22, a very popular cornerback number for the Rams. We've seen 22 used quite a bit uh, in that spot. So, uh, some names that pop out are Tremaine Johnson, Marcus Peters. Nothing too bananas there. Uh, let's see. Kicker Matt Gay, who actually, I mean, was like there was a moment there where I was like getting real frustrated at the Rams kicking situation last season. And then Matt Gay comes in and he like makes one, then misses one, then makes one, then misses one, and it was like, come on, just put it through, the, put it through the thing, man. And then he's just started nailing them. And so Matt Gay, uh, I'm here for it, and uh, hope he's hope he sticks around and hope he keeps on crushing it, man. Because I mean, if he stops crushing it, then I don't hope he sticks around. So <laughs> let's just hope he keeps kicking balls through the big yellow thing at the end of the fields there. But Matt Gay, he was wearing number one last year when he joined the rams and he will now be wearing that old sam bradford number number eight sam bradford number eight but now it's matt gay number eight gate there's something there i don't know next one here is jordan fuller the safety he is going from number 32 who is now going to be that traven howard number he is going to be a number four so a safety in a single digit and i kind of love it i'm a little bit weird because like I said with the ninety going to Ernest Brown the fourth, I'm a little bit weird at the, the safety's taking Jeezy's number. All right. But also, Jeezy's also a cowboy now. So take the four, man. Take the four. I've got the Super Bowl jersey up here. Uh the 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 Greg Zoraline jersey. It's hanging up on my wall over here. Uh, the one that he wore at the Media Day. It was that was that video was super cool by the way. I I got a lot of comments like <laughs> a lot of comments that were saying like dude, your reaction was just so pure. You were so happy. <laughs> and I wa- I was. I was very happy. Uh but Jordan Fuller is a safety wearing number 4. That's going to be an interesting thing to see. My brain is not caught up to that yet. I'm not there. But hey, I'm I kind of here for it. In a Fuller number 4 jersey, that, that that's kind of it's got the bone is going to look crispy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Next up here, cornerback Darius Williams. He is going away from the number 31, who is now going to be that Robert Rochelle number. Uh, He's actually going to be in 11. So Tavon Austin, Josh Reynolds are some notables of recent guys who have worn the 11. But obviously, we know Everett in the 11 is the ultimate 11. He is the, the master 11 that will always stand as the Rams number 11 is going to be Everett, not Chris Everett. Do not call him that. He's, uh, he won't be happy about it. Um, but uh, Darius Williams in the 11, so that's going to be a little bit weird, too. We're going to see Jalen Ramsey on one side and then Darius Williams in number 11 on the other side. Uh, that's, you know, I think I hated it at first. I think I'm starting to like it. <laughs> I think I'm starting to like these numbers that any like not anybody can wear anything. That's obviously not the case. You won't see a quarterback in number 45, you know what I mean? But uh, so I liked it that uh, the 11 on a corner that feels okay you know the the four on a safety that feels all right none of the rookies went with anything too crazy that actually none of the rookies went with anything crazy at all they all went with something that they could have worn last year at their positions uh, but the next one here is actually deshaun jackson who of course is going into his first year as an la ram so he did not have a back stock of jerseys that he had to buy out so he was able to actually just choose a number and the number that he went with was Matt Gay's old number. He is number one. And so Deshaun Jackson comes to the LA Rams. Of course, we know the story of if if you had a stock of jerseys and you wanted to change your number, you had to buy those out and then you could switch your jersey number. That was kind of the thing that the NFL was doing. I think mainly it's, I I mean, obviously they they made all these jerseys and they don't want to just like have to take numbers and nameplates off. And stuff like that or destroy that I don't know what they do with them. But Deshaun Jackson not a part of that club. He'll be rocking that number one jersey uh, for the Rams. And like I said, Matt Gay last year. Uh, Langford. Not that many ones, honestly. Uh, I don't think we've seen that many ones. They might I mean I'd have to look. I mean there's a website that you could just see everybody who's worn those numbers. Um, but I like to try to play the game a little bit in my head. All right. I try to uh, maybe that's the, the old school miss in me is I like to still like have conversations. We play a game, a drinking game. Actually, you guys could participate to it. You know, it doesn't like, so you do something wrong. You have to drink. You can just drink while you play it. That's how we always do it is like, you go through number one to 99 and then you name like as many awesome players as you can without those numbers. You could do a sports specific. Obviously we do it with NFL. Cause that's, that's kind of our thing. Uh, So, you go, like, number one, you're like, oh, Warren Moon, Cam Newton, you know, like, all that stuff, and then go all the way to 99, where you're like, Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt. So, it's fun, and you can just have a bunch of beers with your friends and try to just think of these guys. It gets really weird when you get to, like, 48, and you know, the 49, I was going to say 47, but John Lynch just jumps into my head right away. Anyway. None of that's that important. Uh but uh the last one that I wanted to talk to you guys about is actually Robert Woods. He's changing his number away from the number 17 that we've seen him in uh, for the last few years as a Ram. He is actually going to be wearing number 2. This is a number that he's worn all the way back into his little little tiny Bobby trees days, you know, little little tiny Woods, a little 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 ficus <laughs> Well, <laughs> Bobby is over here uh where he wore number two in Pop Warner so he's going back to the number two he wore the two like all through Pop Warner all like in high school at USC in college and then the NFL of course he wasn't allowed to until this year so Bobby is taking over that number two for the Rams this is a battle that he had with Jalen Ramsey Ramsey also one of the two but looks like Bobby won out I don't know why I don't know how I don't know what happened but it looks like Bobby won out. Maybe the buyout for Ramsey was a little bit higher than he wanted to pay because I know Jalen Ramsey jerseys and that number twenty. I know those things are stocked up, all right. But also, I mean, the Woods jerseys are there too. The seventeen, those are there too. So maybe it was just more worth it for for Woods. Maybe Jalen, maybe maybe Jalen still changes his I don't know. I don't know what if they, like what deadlines there were or anything like that. Uh, but maybe I, I'm thinking that we'll just see see Jalen sticking to the twenty. I feel like if he changes, I don't know why. I feel like he's just going to go to 12. I don't know if that's real or not, but it feels like it would be real. I feel like he would go with a 12. Ramsey 12. I mean, that that makes sense, right? It checks out. All right, let's get into the schedule, guys. The, The hit list was released just yesterday. That's actually why I'm doing this. I'm recording on Thursday. It is the 13th. Uh, the schedule is normally I would record on a Wednesday but the schedule was coming out I made all my my photos if you guys haven't checked them out yet head over to the Ram Showcase Facebook page just type in Ram Showcase at the top and that's exactly how you do it and And you'll just see all all my photos. I made an individual photo for each game of the season, including the bye week, which isn't technically a game, but it is a week in the season. So I made those. I'll slap them up on Twitter as well. I'll probably put them on Instagram also. So make sure you guys are following at Ram Showcase on those avenues as well. But uh, before we start, I want uh, there's inevitably going to be at least one person that is super confused at why we're playing nine road games and only eight at home. That is because of the new addition to the the regular season with that one additional game. Now we have to alternate. All the AFC teams are hosting. Next year, all the NFC teams are hosting. So I don't know exactly. Oh, man, I did know it. It's in my notes somewhere of what division we'll be playing. I want to say it's the East. It might be the AFC East, and then we'll be hosting same-place finishers. So that's kind of how that rotation is going to work. It'll go back and forth. But because of that, and I'm pretty sure it's because of that, the Rams are actually going to host two preseason games and then only play one on the road. So that's not too bad, right? It's not too bad. So those preseason games, we start at home against the Chargers, so neither team has to travel. So cool for them, I guess. And then we're at home against the Raiders, so not very far for the Raiders to travel, but they will be headed to SoFi Stadium. And then that final preseason game is actually in Denver, which is right up the road from Sheriff Joe Bags. So if you guys want to come and have a beer in the parking lot of, of the Broncos Stadium with me before this game starts, then uh, come on down, man, because I'll definitely be there 100%. It, every time the Rams are in Colorado, I'm there even when they were just here for practice in 2018. Because, of course, it was week six, I believe it was, that, uh, yeah, it was week six, I know, just, the Rams went six and up. So, in 2018, I was there, it was snowy, it was super cold, it was like a high of 22 that day, it was beautiful, I loved it, and all those California people that came out, it was so fun. <laughs> it, was, it was fun to just be chilling, like, yeah, this is Colorado, and they're all like, <laughs> it was pretty cool. But then, of course, the, the Rams came to practice out here at the Air Force Academy, Uh, leading up to the Chiefs game that was supposed to be played in Mexico. Of course, that didn't happen. We all know the story, but uh, we were, I was just kind of like, we were following everybody around. I met Miles Simmons. He was the the Rams uh, website writer at the time. That was pretty cool. They gave me like a beanie and a pin and stuff. It was was pretty sweet, but anytime the Rams are in town, I'm absolutely there. So week three in the preseason at Denver, I will 100% be there. There is not a single doubt in my mind. I will get tickets. That's I know enough family members and stuff that have season tickets so I can get my own. So come on down. Come on out to Colorado. It'll be beautiful because this is, what, in like August? It's going to be fine. And come in, uh, come and have a beer with me. But let's go ahead and start this schedule. So we, this one kind of released a little bit early, but week one at home against the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. So this is going to be a good one. Matthew Stafford is getting his first chance as the la rams quarterback under the lights at sofi stadium and that's pretty cool he's also playing an opponent that he's played plenty of times in the chicago bears played them twice a year for all those years Uh, he was drafted what number one overall in 2009 i think it was it was the yeah i want to say it was 2009 the year before we took bradford one overall but uh, so that i mean that's the big story prime time for stafford's opener that's awesome But the question mark on the other side is who's going to be starting a quarterback for the Chicago Bears? Is it going to be Andy Dalton? Is it going to be Justin Fields? If I had to put money on it, it's Andy Dalton. That's why I don't understand exactly why this is a primetime game in week one, why you would put the Bears, who are going to just start the Red Rocket for probably, what, five, six, seven weeks, and then Fields is going to come in. I don't know. Feels like a little bit of a weird thing to me, but hey, that's all good because last time these two teams played... Not only did the Rams win, but Leonard Floyd had something to say about it. All right, and that was pretty cool. So he had a pretty big game. Hopefully, he can uh, duplicate that in this season in the 2021 opener Sunday Night Football against the Chicago Bears. That'll be pretty cool stuff. I'll actually, you know what? I'll be putting up the uh, the images that I made over here. So you guys already know that because you've already seen the Bears one. So either way. Uh, next game here, week two. The Rams travel out to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. This game does kick off at 10 a.m. L.A. time, and I am not a fan of the early games. I tell you that much right now. I like to get up and take my sweet time getting ready, and then watch like the first half of the games, and then hit the road. You know, do my little Facebook live that I always do. Some of you guys know about that. If you guys don't, hop on the the Ram Showcase Facebook page and join me live. We do live pre-game every single game while i'm driving to go watch it or if i happen to be at home which sometimes i get like one one at home a year i'll just sit here and we'll sit in the sheriff station and do it but make sure you guys head over there and do that but 10 a.m man i'm a little bit groggy on those ones because obviously the night before this is a saturday night and i like to have good times so will usually be a little bit groggy. The storyline that we're watching in this one, Wentz is the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts now. That's huge. That is the biggest thing. But what does his impact look like? Because the Colts don't like to turn the ball over, and Carson Wentz does, it looks like. So uh, I'm okay if he does like to turn it over quite a bit in this uh, in this game. I'm, I would be okay with that. But, I mean, the real story here also, aside from just Wentz starting this game, is the Rams and Colts this entire century have not had a close game, not not since pre two thousand. I think it was like ninety five the last time these game these two teams had a decent game against each other. So it's been quite a while. The closest game this decade was seventeen point difference. All right, and that was in two thousand five. It was a forty five to twenty eight win by the Colts. The Rams won the most recent game between these two teams, and that was in two thousand seventeen. That was actually the opener of the two thousand seventeen season, and that was one of the that was the game that was like, wait a second, are we good? <laughs> like, I remember like LaMarcus Joyner getting that pick six and the way he ran into the end zone and just kept running after he hit the end zone. It was like, it was like, wait a second. we I think we might be a good football team, guys. And then, of course, we went to the postseason that year. First time in way too long. So that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, that was the that was the most recent game. But Yeah, none of these games have been close. So maybe we'll just beat them up again. And the next game here is going to be week three. The Rams come back to L.A. to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game kicks off at 1.25 p.m. So the late game, which is always preferable. The storyline here, the Bucs, they won the Super Bowl. They're bringing back all 22 starters, and they won the Super Bowl last year. That's absolutely massive. I think it's worth noting, though, that the Buccaneers were unable to defeat the L.A. Rams last year, the year that they won the Super Bowl. So, maybe we can repeat that as well. Hopefully that entire situation doesn't repeat and the Buccaneers just going to win the Super Bowl. Hopefully that is Matthew Stafford holding that bad boy up at the end of the year. But either way, because the Bucks are coming to town and early season, I think that is somewhat beneficial because we'll at least be healthy. They'll be healthy, which is not beneficial. But all 22 starters back, man, I don't know. That's It's an interesting situation because does that, does that just lead to continuity? Are they just going to pick up from w- w- right where they left off at the Super Bowl, it just be good again, like right away? Because there was a stretch last year where they didn't look very awesome. So is that what's gonna happen? Or is it gonna be like, oh no, nah, man, we got all 22 starters back. We won the Super Bowl last year, we got Tommy B as our quarterback. You know, like it we're all good, man. And do they come out starting slow? That does it happen? Does it happen? Week four. Against the Arizona Cardinals at home again, this is going to be a 1.25 p.m. kickoff time. The storyline in this one, Sean McVay has yet to lose to the Arizona Cardinals since becoming the Rams head coach. That is pretty big, all right, because he's been here since 2017. All right, so last time that the Cardinals were able to defeat the L.A. Rams, 2016, Rams' first year back in L.A. With uh, That was Goff's rookie season, though. Not a good one. Not a good one. It was not very fun to watch, <laughs> and the Cardinals' defense they they improve, but by how much? I don't I don't actually know. So they they bring in JJ Watt, they address that, which it, I mean obviously is good, but pass rush wasn't their their downfall last year. So I don't know. They did add pieces, they added pieces. I don't know exactly how good the 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 Arizona Cardinals are going to be this year. I'm a little bit confused at how good they'll be, but I also think they have the worst coaching staff, so I don't think it's just roster-wise. Roster-wise they're they're up there. I mean, but so is everybody in the NFC West. They're up there. Their coaching staff might be the weakest though. Next one here, the next primetime game for the LA Rams in week 5 at the Seattle Seahawks. This is a Thursday Night Football game. The storyline here Seahawks won the division last year, but the Rams defeated the Seahawks on the on the road in the postseason for the in the wild card round. So, who's the real champion? All right, you guys won the regular season, but we played further. All right, Rams played further than any other NFC West team last year, so I take that as a win. All right, that is that to me is the champions. <laughs> the champions play the furthest, right? That's I mean, in my mind, I guess. And um, Gerald Everett, now Seahawks tight end as well. I'm expecting trash talk, all right? I'm expecting Jalen Ramsey and Gerald Everett to chirp it up. And that's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. I'm here for it. Thursday night football, so this is going to be a a tight turnaround. At least we're at home coming, uh, like, we're coming off of a home game, so. And then it's just up. Uh, just up the coast there to to seattle for this one so not too bad but uh you know thursday at seattle that's that's gonna be a tough one uh, we will see how many fans are in that stadium but i'm pretty sure it's gonna be rocking pretty loud prime time in seattle is usually pretty pretty obnoxious after that the rams do have a little bit of a break one of those little fake buys have a thursday night football game but then the rams are going all the way to the other coast and playing at the new york giants at 10 a.m those dreaded 10 a.m games The Giants have helped out Jones quite a bit, but if he's not getting it done by week six, which is where this game is at, the Giants might kind of keep their eyeballs a little bit more open on the next option here. And who could that be? Could it be a Rodgers? I have no idea. I kind of feel like this is Rodgers last year in in Green Bay. New York, I think it makes perfect sense. It makes uh, all the sense for Aaron Rodgers to end up going to to, uh, the Giants next year. I don't know. Maybe that's way too early. Um, but this is the the second of the Rams' four early kickoff games, so those 10 a.m. games. Not the biggest fan, but I think week six, if if Daniel Jones throws like three picks to Rams corners, like one to Jalen, one to Darius, and maybe one to one to Fuller or something, you know, that's that's where we're gonna we're gonna have to start looking at that and be like, or they are, because I don't really care, but <laughs> they're gonna have to start looking at that and be like, maybe it's time. We've helped him out. He's got the team around him. He's not getting it done. But I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I just don't think he's a great quarterback. Then the Rams do come home for one of the more exciting games this on this schedule, in my opinion, which is Week 7 at home against the Detroit Lions. This is a 1.05 p.m. kickoff time. We'll have a bunch of really good stuff. Uh, one of my good buddies, Kurt Steele, he's a big Lions guy. He does the the Die Hard Den podcast. Incredible show. Incredible guy. He'll definitely be on the show. Right, he... I haven't asked him yet, but he will be. I know it. I'll be on his show. (laughs) He'll be on mine. We're just uh, we're homies like that. So we'll be we'll be doing that. But this is I mean this is the Goff and Stafford Bowl. Jared Goff played for the Rams. Matthew Stafford played for the Lions. Now they're opposite, and now they're gonna battle it out. We also got Brock coming back to town. Michael Brockers eating up blockers. And you know this this game here. I like obviously the Detroit Lions are they're in a spot where they're they're anticipating and preparing for the next few years to really build a contender. That's the nicest possible way I can say that they're rebuilding. <laughs> but the, the LA Rams obviously are a very strong team right now. They're in the conversation for being a representative in the Super Bowl for the NFC. The Detroit Lions are not there on the other side of that. So I don't know exactly what to expect here, but I do anticipate that that Aaron Donald getting to Jared Goff is something that we see probably a couple of times, and that's just not good news for, for Mr. Jared Goff, because we know better than probably anybody else that Jared Goff has some struggles under pressure, and if AD is getting to him, if Flow is getting to him, then... Well, you know, we could force him into some turnovers, that's for sure. We know how that works with, with uh with good old Jared, so that'll be that'll be a fun one though. I'm really excited for that for that game. Uh that's not necessarily one that I'm looking at going to, uh unless maybe some cool stuff can can play out, but uh that one I, I think that's gonna be a, a fun one. At least this the, the build up and doing the podcast that week and stuff. That'll be a that'll be a fun one four jerseys next up week eight at the houston texans this is another 10 a.m kickoff the story here the texans here are they're my pick for the first overall pick in this draft i think it goes texans and then i think it goes lions i don't really have much more after that but i think those are the two worst teams in the league this year but texans i don't know if they'll win a game i don't i i don't know if they're gonna win a game but You know, we can't really say that because, A, I don't know, and B, I mean, the Rams just lost to the Jets last year, so anything can happen, anything can happen, but I'm going to guess that Deshaun Watson will be available for this game, but technically we don't actually know that, and also, if he is technically available at this time of the season in Week 8, is he just a Denver Bronco? I don't know. The Denver Broncos, I feel like, are clearly in the market. They, they want Rodgers, it sounds like. And Watson was a part of the conversation not that long ago. So if Deshaun Watson is playing in Week 8, is it even for the Houston Texans? Is it for the Denver Broncos? I'm not sure yet. The Broncos did not address quarterback via the NFL draft. Instead, went with certain corner with their 9 spots. So hey, it makes sense that they would try to make a move there. Next one here Rams return to primetime in week nine at home against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday night football. The second SNF game and the second home primetime game of two. So it's the last home primetime game for the LA Rams. Both of them are Sunday night football games hosted at SoFi by the Rams. The story here two absolute athletic freaks might actually meet in the running lane. And that's pretty cool Aaron Donald, Derek Henry, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? You get some really good football on Sunday Night Football. All right, that's going to be some good stuff. I'm pumped for it. I am here for that, and I guess we can call this a Super Bowl rematch. But I think that's extremely thin. I don't, I don't really buy into that just because it happened. Was <laughs> it's been a while? All right, guys, it was it was January. I got it over here. January 30th. <laughs> I was going to say 29th. <laughs> January 30th of 2000. That was when that game played out. So I, it's not a rematch of that for sure. But hey, Tannehill's playing some good ball. Derrick Henry is an absolute monster. They've got Josh Reynolds now. So he'll be making his return to the Rams. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get some, uh, some, some more under the lights action. That'll be a good one. I'm excited. All right. I'm excited about all of them. In fairness, I'm just going to put that out there. I don't need to say that, everyone. I don't think. Uh, I'm I'm pumped for all of these games. They're all going to be awesome. And the next one here, week ten, the Rams travel to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers on Monday Night Football. So SMF followed by MNF, and that's going to be some good stuff. So it's it's nice that when you have a night game. I mean, it is at home, but it's nice when you have a night game that you get like that one extra day, just that one. Of course, we won't. Uh, actually. No, we'll talk about that next. That'll kind of play out sweet. But Monday Night Football at the 49ers. So under the lights at Levi's Stadium at the Field of Jeans we'll be playing. And is this about the time that Trey Lance starts? I'm not sure. But also Jimmy G has has really shown the inability to stay healthy. So is Justin, or not Justin Fields, is Trey Lance starting in this game? That's really what we need to know, but we've got a few weeks to figure that out, all right? right, we've This is more than halfway through the season that we'll, we'll be able to figure this one out. The Rams did not defeat the 49ers last year, even when the 49ers were pretty beat up and Garoppolo wasn't playing, Kittle was out, all these guys weren't playing, and we still lost to them. I don't know what it is. Shanahan just knows how to defeat McVeigh, so hopefully we can turn that around and stop Doing that because it sucks, and of all the games, of all the teams, I mean, if we just go, if we just go six and eleven every year, just win those division games, <laughs> you know what I mean? Win those, win those, dang division games, and and I won't want to absolutely lose my mind. But if we're like crushing everybody else and losing division games, that sucks. And then uh, week 11 is the Rams bye week. So we are off after the Monday Night Football game, which is actually really nice. We don't get that short week. We get a shortened bye week in a sense. It's only 13 days. But hey, that's, that's totally fine with me. Because after the bye week, so Monday Night Football, and then we'll be at home for week 11. And then we travel to the Green Bay Packers in week 12. This is a one twenty-five p.m. kickoff time. This is LaFleur and McVeigh again. All right, cramming up your cram hole, the floor, and the Packers did knock out the the Rams last year in the postseason, robbing us of the chance to play in an NFC Championship game, uh, but that's okay because they didn't do it either. I don't like losing to losers, though, so if we're going to lose, at least be to the champion, you know what I mean? I don't know if anybody else feels that way. I don't... I don't like, when we lost to the Packers, I saw a bunch of Rams fans like, "Well, I hope they lose. Like, I don't want to lose to a loser. That means we're loser squared. I don't want to do that." But that's besides the point. These are two of the top three NFC teams out there right now. You could you throw in the Bucks, and these are the teams: the Rams, the Packers, and the Buccaneers. And we get both of those teams, so that's pretty cool stuff. But that that's that's awesome, and we got to see it. But Those three teams, this is going to be an important game. And it's in, what, week 12? This is going to be an important game. And you know that LaFleur and Jordan Love, maybe, (laughs) are going to be ready for this one. And, uh, yeah, that's, oh, man. We got a good schedule, guys. We'll talk about some notes here in a second, but I'm liking this schedule. After that, we got week 13, and we finally hit December versus the jacksonville jaguars this is a 125 kickoff and lawrence and meyer uh urban meyer they should have some uh some continuity by now they they, they should be they should be kind of feeling the rhythm at this point of the season and, and getting their getting their stuff flowing you know maybe 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 lawrence is throwing some some tutties to uh t- to mr tebow or <laughs> probably not but you know That'll be some interesting stuff. This is going to be the sixth matchup ever between these two teams. We've only played five times. The Rams are four and one all time against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that one loss was in overtime in the 2009 season. If you guys remember the 2009 season, like I do so vividly, the Rams only won one game that year. So to to say that they only had lost to the Jags one time, and it was in a season that they only won one, that the Rams only won one game, and it was an overtime loss? Well, it sounds to me like the Rams kind of have the Jags number, just a little bit, so that's okay with me. Uh, this, heads up, I'll just, I don't care who knows it, this is the game I'm targeting it going. It's December 5th, and me and my best friend, she's a Jaguars fan, so I am i think that this is just going to be the one. I think this is the week I see SoFi. December also buys us enough time to kind of open up the world a little bit more and hopefully get a little bit more through this pandemic. And also, I live in Colorado, guys, all right? And it would be pretty sweet to go out to L.A. in December, all right? (laughs) When Colorado kind of sucks, all right? And it's like dark at 445 (laughs) and all that. So uh, this is going to be a good one, though. We had Trevor Lawrence in his rookie season, a potential hall of famer that we could be seeing unfold and you know i want to see him in his rookie year and not only that but i want to see sofi stadium in the season it's real rookie season that we can actually go see it and then matthew stafford uh you know added that in too and th- this is the this is the year that i go out to la for sure and this is the game i'm targeting next game here is going to be week 14 at the arizona cardinals this game is also on monday night football so of course, we are at home, and then we get a long week uh, coming off, not playing on Sunday because we got Monday night football in Glendale, Arizona. So the old guys that the Cards signed are they still there? Are they still playing in this game? Is is JJ Watt still healthy at this time? Is is AJ Green still healthy at this time? Those are questions that I cannot answer for you right now because if I could, I would not be doing a podcast in my apartment. <laughs> I would I would be making so much more money doing other things, but. Um, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals in this one, this is, it's, well, I want to touch on that later, Justin, in a little bit, but... Uh, this game, I mean, this is also about the time where the Rams could be feeling some of that, too. Is Whitworth still going to be on the field this time? So, you know, it, it kind of works both ways. I know I call out the Arizona Cardinals for being super old, but we got the old guys, too. I mean, it's not like Stafford's super young, and it's not like Witt's super young. So, yeah, I mean, what AD's now 30. So, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. This team is aging. We Remember when we were, like, the youngest team in the NFL by, like, a margin for, like, a couple of years? And now that's not necessarily the case anymore. But Arizona Cardinals week 14 should be a pretty big game as far as the timing of that one. In week 15, the Rams do come home to play the Seattle Seahawks at 125. This is likely a big game in the NFC West race as well. But how big? I'm not 100% sure I have the Seahawks finishing last place. Uh, this this could, though. I mean, any of these games, of the week 14 against the Cardinals, week 15 against the, uh, the Seahawks, and then week 18... That feels weird to say against the 49ers. Those all could be potential division determining uh, games. Uh, that though, like winning that could mean you're you're winning the division. So I uh, obviously every game's important, but those games are extremely important. Uh, but the Seattle Seahawks in, in that week 15 slot, uh, the Rams luck out playing in Seattle early in the season and playing at home against seattle late in the season it always feels like it's opposite it feels like the rams have always been in seattle like week 16 and it sucks and it's cold and it's rainy and for a team that's played most of its life in in la and then when it wasn't in la for those what 21 years in st louis played in a dome i don't feel super good about playing in cold weather games late season uh, going into that january like the december january time frame this game of course will be played in December. Next game here, the Rams are on the road in Week 16 at the Minnesota Vikings. This is a 10 a.m. kickoff game. The big matchup here, which I will be talking about pretty heavily leading up, I'm sure, will be Justin Jefferson versus Jalen Ramsey. We saw what Ramsey did to number one wide uh, wide receivers last year; was absolutely just shutting them down. All right, he he was putting the lock on and just tossing the key into the into the it's re- the, the, the thing. <laughs> That fell apart real fast on me. But either way, Jalen Ramsey, he played amazing against some very top talent wide receivers last year. Justin Jefferson's one of those. Of course, we've got more up this list that I did not mention. You know, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf again. Well, uh, it's just, uh, I mean, yeah, there's, oh, and then the Bucks and all of their wide receivers. I think I have a contract with the Bucks now. I, I don't know. Uh, so that's gonna that's going to be a big story for sure. The Rams did win the most recent game between these two. Uh, in 2018 but they did lose the previous five so uh, we are on a on a one game win streak but coming off of before that was a five game losing streak to the Minnesota Vikings so hopefully we can keep that going and actually start a real streak because one is not a streak one might just be an anomaly so we'll keep that going week 17 this is our bonus game that was wedged in there right before the end of the season at the Baltimore Ravens this is a 125 p.m. kickoff time the Ravens absolutely smoked the LA Rams the last time these teams played. Which was what, 2019? Oh gosh, it was not good. Alright, it was Monday Night Football. This is a game. Actually, I got the flag for it right behind the camera up here. And the game pin that somebody sent me. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. And uh yeah, it was Monday, September twenty-fifth, twenty nineteen. Or that says November twenty-fifth. So that I, it was such a i want to say it was what like 45 to 7 so it was bad guys it was not good i mean we just got absolutely wrecked and it looked like we couldn't do anything that game so hey payback would feel pretty nice wouldn't it payback would feel really nice especially since we weren't even really supposed to play this team this year we were supposed to wait another couple of years so i will take that 100 percent every time and hopefully uh we can get some payback on them. east coast late games here for it. So we're in Baltimore and it's a 125 kickoff time. So it's going to be 3:25 kickoff local or no, 4:25 local time out in Baltimore. So all, like a borderline night game for them out there, but for us it's just a normal time, but I'm here for it. I love when we can get the late game and it's also not not uh, like we're going to the East Coast but we also get the late game. We don't have to wake up super early. I mean, I'm up every day at like 5, but still hate it. And the last game of the season is going to be Week 18 at home against the San Francisco 49ers. This game kicks off at 125. Does the NFL uh, think the NFC West division comes between these two? Because I think it might. And I think the NFL might know that. And I think that's why this game is Week 18, the final game of the season. I think that this might be the one. Uh, th- this might be the determining factor. And it's a, it's scheduled right now for the 125. But, of course, Week 18 doesn't currently have a Sunday Night game scheduled. Any of those games can get flexed depending on the playoff situations that we're seeing unfold. So maybe Stafford is what the Rams needed to to be able to defeat the the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe it was a Goff thing. Maybe Goff just cannot beat the 49ers, which I hope he does Week 1 because the Lions play the 49ers in Week 1, and I'm hoping that that Goff is out there and he's like, I know what to do. (laughs) First of all, why didn't you do that last year? And second of all, just go do it. Just go do it. Some notes here. Just uh, just some some interesting things that I caught on the schedule uh, just to talk about. So all three road division games are in primetime. Home primetime games are only on Sunday Night Football. We'd already talked about that. There's two of them. But then all three Rams road primetime games are all three division opponents at the Seattle Seahawks on, uh, what is that one, Monday Night Football? No, Thursday Night Football, sorry. And then... Uh the the other two, Monday Night Football at the Arizona Cardinals, and then Monday Night Football at the uh the San Francisco 49ers. So all three road division games are primetime games. I think that's very interesting. I don't know what the mindset was there in uh, the Schedule Makers and their almightiness. And I, I feel like I don't know if it's true, but I feel like they sit at this huge conference table and they just like discuss storylines. And then they're like, what would be best for week one? Cowboys, Bucks? I guess i don't understand why that's the kickoff game anyway well the rams do end the season with five road games in their final eight including at minnesota and at baltimore back to back that's a little bit of a rough stretch when you're going it's that's uh week 16 17 that's a tough little back to back uh before coming home to play the 49ers who might you know have you a little bit on the ropes for the division that might be the situation that we're looking at here so I, i'm not the biggest fan of that but yeah, that's fine. And the Rams get four early games. My only note here is whack. And all primetime games have, uh, have nice surrounding games, meaning that the travel doesn't really turn into a problem for these games. Even a road Thursday night football game is preceded by a home game. So at least, you know, it's like we're, we're already in our city. Just go home, battle that L.A. traffic for like 17 hours and then get home. And then you're at least already home. You don't have to fly home. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, we do have some fan cases for you guys. We're gonna—I don't want to like—I I, want to answer these for sure. Um, obviously, I want to answer these. What, what am I talking about? I don't want to not answer. Them. I should have pulled them up beforehand. I'll tell you that much. And uh, so we do have—we do have some questions here. Uh, most of them, most of them are actually pretty easy ones. So we'll 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 go through these ones. Uh, first one here is going to come from James. Based on the draft and free agents. Free agency strategy. It seems that the Rams are back in the win this year and only this year mode. Do you think that's true? And if so, do you think that's a smart strategy? I don't think that's true. Actually, the way that this team is built today, I think that it that we're built for like a three year window. That's what it feels like to me. The way that the the rookie contracts are set up, the way that our our quarterback situation is right now with the thirty three year old Stafford, the way that our defense is with their current contracts. With like the Ramsey contract and the Donald contract, it, it does not feel like it's a win just this year mode. It feels like this year is a chance we have to win, so let's go ahead and go pick up a, a different quarterback. Because it, it, it has felt like this is a very good team, but it last year our quarterback held us back. And there's no way to, to say that without kind of sounding like a jerk, I guess, a little bit, but it is the truth. Jared Goff was holding the Rams back last year. Very talented team, and our quarterback was holding us back. So the Rams addressed that. So I think that the Rams know that they can win this year. They have the ability to win this year. But I I wouldn't say that they're only focused on, they're like, oh, no, if we don't do it this year, we're done. I, I think that we're built to to be competitors for three or four. And I do think that's a smart strategy. I mean, what, what what's the alternative? Honestly, like, what's the alternative? Just being average for, like, 20 years? or being like sick as hell for 5 years and then taking a dip because your cap situation sucks and you know you got to let, let some people go you take a little bit of a dip and then come back i mean that's look at what the patriots are doing the patriots look like a strong team this year you know what i mean so uh, there 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 are ways to to do this where you can rebuild for just like one or two years and i think that the rams are in a good situation especially with the way they've been able to draft And, you know, we'll see these classes as time goes on. The, the, you know, the 2021 draft class is probably not going to have that much of an impact on the 2021 season, but the 2020 draft class looks like it will have a bigger impact on the 2021 season than it did last year. So I I think that uh, the way that this team is building, I wouldn't say that they're, they're just win today and that's it. Next one here is from Alex. Which player from last year's draft class will make the biggest impact this season other than Cam Akers? Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, I mean, obviously my brain just wants to go to Van Jefferson, but I think I'm going to go Jordan Fuller. I think Fuller is, I, I think he's going to really step it up this year, and I think we're going to see some really good things from Jordan Fuller at the safety position. I really do. I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that we're, because obviously Rams fans in the draft is such a frustrating time for somebody like myself because like when we drafted john johnson i remember i remember you guys i remember so many people were like who is that a safety from boston college what we didn't need him we who is that i don't know he sucks like it was like that's really like the comments that i'm reading and now he's one of the better safeties in the nfl so i think that that i think that fuller's on a similar path to that so i'm gonna go jordan fuller cody wants to know a whole like we got shotgun here from cody <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Alright. Uh what kind of quesos does Aaron Donald prefer? Spicy. Obviously spicy, dude. He wants he wants some some spice. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that question. <laughs> oh well. I can yell again though, so it doesn't matter. Uh let's see. What can Sean McVeigh do better this year than than previous years, including time managing, potentially getting better with Stafford? Uh yeah, so time management I do think will get better with with Matthew Stafford because we know that uh, Sean McVay loves to blow timeouts in the first quarter. <laughs> That's that is his thing. Like he loves to do that. There is if there's nine minutes left to go in the first quarter, we're probably down to one. <laughs> you know, so hopefully he does get better at that. Uh, other than that, I would say I feel like last year he started. I don't know if it was you know what I I, I talked myself out of that as it was coming out of my face. So. I was get, what I'm thinking here. What, what's happening in my brain? Because it's a lot of things happening. <laughs> is that that Sean McVay was getting conservative and out-coaching himself last year? But the more I think about it, I, I think he was just really not trusting Jared Goff. Some of those looks that he was giving Goff coming off the field and stuff like that was like, it's like, dude, he does not like him. <laughs> like, I I remember telling my buddy that I was like, I don't think Sean McVay likes Jared Goff very much, man. Like that look he doesn't, they're not friends. Like if they're friends, he's like, Hey man, hey, hey, you're good. You're good. You got this. You got this. But he's like just glaring at him, you know? So yeah, I think that'll get better. And yeah, I want to see the time management get a lot better, especially burning those TOs, man. Next one here. How do you feel about the Rams schedule? We need a a before season record prediction from you by predicting the schedule. We'll run through it. Um, I'm not going to do that today because it's May. Um, But you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get that before. Like, bring this one back up in like preseason time and we'll absolutely run through the schedule and I'll give you guys win losses. I mean, I think that this Ram team is going to be very good this year. And I think that Matthew Stafford, I think after week one, we're going to be talking about like, holy crap, did we get better at quarterback? I really think that's what's going to, that's what's about to happen. Let's see. Any surprise jumps from any players this year you would like to see? I want to see Sebastian Joseph Day come in and just wreck some souls, man. I think he can. I think he's got that personality. I think he's got the attitude for it. I would want to see him maybe just be like, just just a touch, just a skosh more mature. But hey, he's also a defensive lineman. He's not a quarterback. So I have no complaints. If you can ball out, do your thing, man, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. If you're, if you're performing out there on the field, just, just go, go nuts, man. Go crazy. Thoughts on exactly how good Leonard Floyd is and bringing him back with Donald, uh, uh, could, whoa, could that make uh, life a lot easier for whomever is rushing on the, the other side for a chance to uh, to meet the most impactful? Okay, so I, I think that Oboe probably gets the start, at least week one. But I do think that, that having Donald and Floyd out there, I mean, that does open it up for other people. And if we can get... if Say Bobby Brown the third, maybe he is that block eater that Brockers was, and he can start over a guy like Sean Robinson, who I realize, I mean, I've been penciling him in as a starter for no real reason, you know? Uh, his job's not safe, it's not his to lose or anything like that, he's gotta earn it. He may not even be here, he may be a cut, so... Uh, I, I think it does. It does make it a lot easier. So I'm going to say I'm going to guess today in May that that it'll be Obo starting opposite of Floyd. And dude's got uh, the motor to get it done, just like Abukam did. That's why I think Abukam did a good job. Uh, his high motor and being put in good positions from the other pass rushers that the Rams have on the team. How do you feel about Burgess replacing Johnson at strong safety and? The battle that's gonna come at slot cornerback makes me excited to see preseason. Dude, I love preseason. I've always loved preseason though. I love watching preseason in like the fourth quarter with guys that are just just desperate to make a roster spot, man. They like cause Rams don't play starters, so we get we get that all the way through. We get like sweet roster battles and 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 position battles all game because you know, Matthew Stafford's not gonna be on the on the field in preseason. He's not. Okay, you know Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald—they're not going to be out there. Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson probably might see a little bit of time, but Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Cam Ager, these guys are not going to be out there. They're just not. And I love the preseason for that reason, and I love being able to see these guys. I I want to see the undrafted guys, the Paris Ford, and see what he can do at safety. You know what I mean? I want to see that. I love that stuff so much. So yeah, I'm excited about it. But as far as your question here. How do I feel about Burgess starting? I think Burgess is a very, very talented safety. He's very raw, but I'm very excited to see what he can do. And I think Taylor Rapp is a cut today. It's May 13th. I think Taylor Rapp today, I would probably place him in the cut range. But uh, if if Burgess is maybe not there yet, maybe Rapp comes in and they do a rotational kind of deal. So uh, that, that battle at the cornerback position, I'll be honest, man. Uh, I know that everybody's talking David Long. But if the guy's been here for a couple of years and the coaching staff is not itching to get them out on the field, there's no reason for us to. So uh, for that reason, I think that this could be a sweet battle between Long and Rochelle. And I wouldn't be shocked to see Rochelle win that one. Uh, Who's the biggest threat for us to win the division? Somebody in the division still has to end up last. So somebody going to get ate up in by the division. I'm not a huge fan of the Cardinals coach myself, other than the fact that he coached Murray in college. Did he? I know he coached uh, Mahomes. Uh, Do you think that this is a make or break year for, uh, wait, do you think this is his make or break year? Yes, absolutely. Kingsbury. If he doesn't do amazing things this year, he's got to be out. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't think there's any question about that. My last place prediction though, is actually Seattle. Um, I think that Seattle has the most, the most wrong, <laughs> which isn't even that much. And that's the problem. You know what I mean? So uh, I think the Arizona Cardinals I think that they're they're able to kind of make up for their coaching downfalls with their talented roster and also they know from last year when they had that big dip in the middle of the season uh that that now they kind of learned from that they have to have learned from that right these guys are all in the NFL they're literal pros so hope that hopefully I don't I don't care if they do I hope I hope they suck but You know, maybe they'll change that around. The 49ers got absolutely eaten alive by injuries last year. I fully anticipate them being in the conversation come the end of the season about winning the NFC West. The LA Rams, their biggest weakness was quarterback. They addressed that in a big way. So I think that the Rams are very big competitors this year. The Seattle Seahawks, obvious competitors, obvious. I mean, as long as Russell Wilson's there, they have a chance at a Super Bowl. I mean, that's that. I don't think that that's too wild to say, but they are the only team in the NFC West this season that has had a very negative story come out and that kind of stuff. I I think it matters. I I think it does. I think that when you have your quarterback coming out saying, I'm I'm sick of getting a hit. I I think Aaron Donald's sitting back there like, (laughs) like, Oh, 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 do you, you you don't like getting a hit Russ? (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll see you week five, bro. (laughs) Like, you know, so I don't know. I think that the Seahawks have the weakest roster. I, I, I think that the Cardinals have the weakest coaching staff. So, uh, that's a. It's tough, man. This division. I love this, though. I would I, way rather have this than like have this Rams team in like the NFC East, where we just know we're gonna win. I that doesn't. That's awesome. It's gotta feel good to just go into a season and be like, okay, well, I mean, we'll just get to the playoffs, man. We know we're gonna win the division, so let's just just plow on through. But we cannot do that. We cannot do that because if we have a four game like slip in the middle of the season, we may miss the pl- the playoffs. The entire NFC West could be in the postseason. That's some real stuff, man. But yeah, King- Kingsbury make a break here for sure. I'm planning on going to the Colts game. You? No, not an indie man. Uh, I want to see SoFi desperately, desperately want to see SoFi Stadium. So I'm I'm looking at that. And then of course, with the Rams preseason schedule coming out, the Rams coming to Denver, that'll be a pretty loaded weekend for me. Um, so so we'll be we'll be at that one as well. Next one here says, Too bad we aren't playing in Denver this year for a regular season. That could be a fun meetup. Dude, come on out, man. Alright, because A, Denver's a pretty sweet city. Alright. B, I'll be there, so it'll be a good time no matter what. Alright. Parties follow me. Alright. I see I don't know what it is, but when I go places, they're always fun. And I don't know if that's if that's only my perspective, or if everybody's feeling the same thing. But everywhere I'm at, I'm usually having a pretty good time, all right. And you know, we can get some beers going. I don't do like beer bongs or anything because I'm like an adult now. But um, yeah, we'll have some beers. Those some of those Denver fans are super cool, man. Um, not all of them. Definitely not all of them. I got stuff thrown at me at a preseason game one time. <laughs> it was I was I had my Daryl Richardson sign, my Cortland Finnegan jersey on, and my face painted. And yeah, that didn't go well. Yeah, come on out, though, man. I don't know where you live, but come on out. It'll be a good time. It's in Denver. Like I said, Denver's an awesome city. We'll go do some, like, if it's a Saturday, we'll go out on, like, Friday night or something like that. If it is a Saturday, maybe we'll go out after the game and, and do some stuff. But, yeah, if you guys are going to that game, let me know. We'll go out and party, guys. Blake Street is, is awesome. They've got some, some. Uh, the Blake Street Tavern is where we all met up last time in 2018. That was, they were super welcoming and accommodating. Uh, they they were really cool with us, like completely overrunning the basement there with uh, with just Rams fans, and this was the day before the Rams and Broncos game, so that they were super cool with us and everything. So maybe that'll be the spot again. Um, but yeah, come on out, man, and everybody else, come on out. Let's go have some fun. Next one here. I want a Super Bowl, uh, uh, Super Bowl or Super early prediction. Yes or no? Uh, the next three years, do we make a Super Bowl and do we win it? You know, I think that's very real, but there are some very good NFC teams right now, man. Those Green Bay Packers are no joke, especially if Rodgers is in town. If he leaves, I'm not too scared of them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, very strong team. San Francisco 49ers were just in a Super Bowl, got eaten up by injuries last year. I think they're competitive. I think that the entire NFC West is competitive. We're being real here. Uh, Let's see. I don't know, man. Uh... I don't really trust Dallas that much. I feel like they win the division. I don't know. But I, I, actually, you know, Washington feels real. They feel more real, I guess. I don't know. There's some pretty good NFC NFC teams and, and some teams in the NFC that look like they'll probably be pretty good while we're pretty good. So our window's... Are kind of coinciding with some others, and that's unfortunate. But hey, yeah, I think that this—I I think that we have a smart enough coach and an experienced enough quarterback and a good enough defense that yeah, we can make it to a Super Bowl. And now that McVay lost a Super Bowl, I don't think if he goes to another one, like the, his next one, I don't think he loses it. I think he does. I think he goes back and he does all the right things this time because I think he outcoached himself. He and Bill Belichick outcoached Sean McVay <laughs> in that Super Bowl. What game is Sheriff Joe Baggs planning to attend in person? Indy would be a great choice. Lots of Rams fans will be there. Yes, I know lots of Rams fans will be there. That's that's why I want to go, and I do want to see that stadium really bad. Um, But I want to go hang out with Pat McAfee, probably drink beers and stuff. But, um, yeah, it looks like this year I'll probably be in Denver, and then SoFi December 5th is what I'm looking at. So hey, who wants to come party Uh, or who wants to go party and uh, meet me at SoFi December 5th or meet me out up at... I, they changed the name of that stadium all the time. It's still in Vesco to me. Some people, it's just Mile High still. I, it's not. It's never been Mile High Stadium. <laughs> it was always in Vesco or whatever at Mile High, Sports Authority at Mile High. But doesn't matter. It's just that stadium out there, the Broncos Stadium right across the street from Elitch Gardens. Which is where I made some sick childhood memories, <laughs> some sweet mems as a little as a little tiny Joe bags. So that's what I'm looking at right now, and uh, that does it for our panetoes. We did go a little bit over this this week, but I did want to I did, definitely wanted to talk about that schedule stuff. So we got that in, we got our pancake's in, we talked about New Jersey numbers. We are good to go, and I can still yell in here because I got no downstairs neighbors. I would love if they, like, banged. <laughs> right now, like, we're still here, you jerk. Stop yelling about the Rams. No oh, way. Well. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff there. Make sure you guys follow, uh, or dang, I totally blew off. You guys already saw it on the thing, but uh, make sure you guys check out Shaw's Customs. There will be links no matter where you are listening to me that you can follow and go pick out yourself some sick merch. I am working still on my commercial for Shaw's Customs. I had it all written out, and then I had an idea, which made me rewrite the whole thing. <laughs> so, I am working on it. Uh, it's going to be a fun one, though. It's, it's The editing's pretty happy. so uh it's good stuff though i'm really excited about that to come out but shaw's customs he made this beer mug for me he made the shot glass for me he made this uh my my face mask back here for me he made my decal that's down here i want to put that on my guitar actually i should have done that already because that blue is pretty rams blue on my guitar oh yeah that's a that's a decent rams blue that we're rock, rock, rocking with so we'll do that i think We'll do that. Maybe I'll just do that tonight. No, I gotta edit my show. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, make sure you guys check, check out Shaw's custom. Sha- Josh is super awesome, guys. He's been helping out so much. I'm still getting him some stuff. Um, I've been making him, like, logos and stuff like that, but uh, we are, uh, we're we're getting this thing rolling a little bit slow, I guess, but hey, this is a really strong partnership, and, and Josh, I, I, I'm glad that I get to, uh, to, to work with him in this capacity, because uh, just a genuine, genuine person. I, I've been in business with, with a few people that have not been genuine, and that's, uh, that's a bag of bummers, man, and I'm not as used to that, and you know, so it, it's good to work with somebody who's actually, like, A, pumped to be working with me, and B, awesome, and does great work and is as uh, in love with this team as i am so i'm i'm here for it man go josh josh is awesome it's uh etsy.com slash shop slash shaw's customs i always feel like sean connery when i say that line but that's good stuff and uh, yeah that is gonna do it for me make sure you guys check out shaw's customs tell them tell him sheriff joe max you you won't get a deal but he'll get a kick out of it So make sure you guys do that. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports Wall Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night.